What is up with it, Panther Nation? This is your sports editor, Daniel Stackhouse, and here I am joined by Prowler advisor, Justin Spencer, coming to you from the Panther Pit for our seventh episode of the school year. So before we get in, Mr. Spencer, how you been doing? Um, man, I, you know, I, I, that's that's a hard question, you know, like we're, we're back to green in the building, um, we're at that really, really busy time when winter sports overlaps with spring sports uh and i got to sit in panther stadium last friday night and watch some soccer in january uh so uh you know take that for what it is what about you man how are things how's life i mean it's pretty chaotic with everything that's been going on just you know kind of like you know balancing a school work school work commitment isn't the smartest idea uh any freshman don't do that but uh as far as the sports go it's been very it's we're in a very interesting time i remember last year uh we got in a situation where spring and winter overlap and this is a time where things get crazy but that's where things get really hectic and very exciting to watch so we're kind of right in that spot so let's kind of talk let's take some time to talk about it so first we're gonna keeps us busy man that's for sure you're right about that First is going to swim in at state. We got girls reaching. We got girls placing fourth overall and boys placing fifth overall. You got Avery McFadden had an outstanding performance, two-time champion in the 50-yard freestyle, winning by almost by over a full second and a, and the 100-yard butterfly. Okay, let's not gloss over that real quick. All right, so let's let's think about this. 50-yard freestyle race, right? I think her time was somewhere in like the 23-second mark, right? And you're at the state competition, 4A, 5A state swim meet, and you win an event that's only 23, 24 seconds long by a full second. Right? I mean, how incredible is that? Like you that, are right. Just, just awesome, man. It's just so – Avery, congratulations. That is so incredible. We do got to give kudos to, to Avery McFadden. She de- senior Avery McFadden, she was definitely the MVP for the swim team, winning two events. And all I can say is uh, that is definitely an outstanding performance, and I can't even wait to see what she ends up doing at Pitt in the fall. Yeah, that's there. right. Going to the University of Pitt. That's right. Congratulations there. That's right. And also we that's got – They're getting a good one up there. That's right. And then last last week's Player of the Week, Kelly Fox Sr., tied for eighth with, with fellow lo- – sorry, messed up there. Uh, our Player of the Week, Kelly Fox, tied for eighth place with fellow Panther Lauren Presley, and the, and the entire 200-yard relay team finished second. I'm pretty sure that was – Kelly Fox, Avery McFadden, uh, Elena Burrows, and Lauren Presley, if I'm not mistaken. And when we head out, when we head down to the boys' side, you got Seth Roach, our latest player of the week, winning, winning the 100-yard backstroke, and he also finished in the 100-yard butterfly. Finished second in the 100-yard butterfly. I'm sorry, finished second. Yeah, that's, so, that's a championship and a second-place finish. That's that's pretty good as well. Again, you got to give props to him for that for that performance. And then you also have Michael Tucker. A pair of third-place finishes in 100-yard butterfly and 200-yard individual medley. And then the 400 freestyle team finished second in the 200-yard relay medley. Re- the, sorry, the 200-yard medley relay team finished third. So let's kind of just take a moment to realize that these are really good numbers, especially for both our teams to win, to win sorry, not win the state, but make it in the top five. You know, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, this is like swim and dive combined scores, right? And you're still finishing fourth or fifth, and we don't compete in, like, the diving events. I mean, so, like, you look at – and, I mean, they were consistent. Like, first, second, third place finishes there. They're just just incredible. Like, a great showing. Obviously, solid number of people going to compete at the state level. 
Um, and, you know, I mean, we, we go back to 21 straight county championships. This is kind of, you would hope with a record like that, that we, we consistently are sending handfuls uh, of swimmers to state and competing the way that they are. You know, like um, Avery McFadden, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow the words of, of Mr. Leonard yesterday, like a, like a Donna Blom-esque kind of performance at state, you know? Uh, for those of you who remember Donna Blom ended up at UGA there, but like what, what a great performance from Avery. You know, like you said, Seth a strong finish, Michael Tucker a strong, strong finish to, their, to his career. Seth, though, probably should point out, junior, right? Junior. Wow. So he's got another year, right? Avery going on to bigger and better things, obviously up there, maybe not better things, but bigger things up there at Pitt. Uh, and Seth, you know, and Michael Tucker, I'm not really sure what his plans are, um, but, you know, he's had an incredible career as well. So that's good stuff, man, really good stuff. I think you also got to take into account that, you know, we've talked, we've been talking the past month about how the, how this team always has the always has these pieces and cogs in the machine to keep this program going. And I think the, the biggest thing about this this entire this entire championship for them was that we got to see some of the some of the best upperclassmen take their take their last competitions and Seth Roach and some of the younger ones. But even but especially because we do have a lot of seniors that, that we've just talked about. And I think it's very interesting how all the hard work they put in paid off and they end up putting up some really good numbers and brought and brought some hardware home for us. Well, that and 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 you mentioned it. Like this is a like what a great group of seniors this year on the swim team, but it's it's a perennial thing. Mm-hmm. Year after year after year, it's like, man, that was a great group of seniors. Man, that was a great group of seniors. Man, you know, I mean, so what a great program. And I know if you talk to Huggins and Abrams, you know, the coaches here, they'd be they'd give credit to Scat and all the, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But but still, you know, keep every single year that that just like we're we're, we're bringing all this talent. It's, it's great. It's great to see. It's good to be a Panther. Let, let's just let's just yeah. say that. Wait till next year. We'll see who y'all are, end up talking about. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we're obviously. I hope we're still talking about Seth Roach. You know, Mackenzie Tucker, Michael's younger sister, great swimmer as well. So I mean, you know, we're just gonna. Um, yeah, I look forward to it, man. Congrats to the swim team. That's what we're saying. In yeah. short, congrats to the swim team. Congrats on that. And let's move it, move straight on ahead to cheerleading. We will have a player of the week posted tomorrow morning, so be on the lookout for that. Find out who that lucky one is. And then we're, we're going to be preparing for state after, fir- after winning first last weekend against McIntosh. We need to mention this. We have only lost one. I think from what I understand, we've only lost one meet against McIntosh. That's insane. Yes, that's a that's a pretty good record for for cheer. Uh, now uh, I imagine like last week we won at Macintosh. Obviously this weekend we're we're getting ready for region. You know we got the region competition coming up this weekend, and then state uh, state's going to take place over winter break there. Um, but yeah, like this this group this year, you know, and I know we we put together a video there with with uh, Coach Ratliff and and Coach Phillips. Um, you know she she's an alum here and, and a former cheerleader as well. But like. It just really, really solid performances every single week. It's it's great to see, man. And obviously, and I'm sure you're, you know, being a stack house, you're probably pretty excited about what's coming up at State, right? <laughs> We've got not one, but two cheerleaders as finalists for the Cheerleader of the Year competition, right? That's absolutely uh, right. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll mention Miss Bennett, Kaylee Bennett, right? Uh, you probably want to want to go ahead and name the other one since the, the two of you share a last name. <laughs> share a bit more than that too. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Twin sister there. Um, 
Miss yeah. Miss Stackhouse, Emily goes, Stackhouse. On top of Kaylee Bennett, you know, who's also a really great cheerleader and does a lot of things right in her account. You also have Emily Stackhouse, who I'm a bit biased towards because she is my twin sister, but you know, kind of just kind of from from my perspective, she's worked a long a long time with cheer, and she's definitely nailed what she does to a T. And well, I think and it's I very think, impressive. You know, I, I think it's a testament again. Like we're we're talking about great programs perennial programs you know like like swimming and now cheer you know like and we've mentioned this in previous podcasts like cheerleader of the year having a finalist is kind of becoming a commonplace thing for us this year we have two like how incredible is that like what a great testament to the program there that coach ratliff has has is put together yeah talk about ratliff in a second but let's let's just realize let's talk about the lineage because even just these past few years we had Tori and Tara Davis, and then we also had Donnie Davis last year, and then we have Kaylee Bennett and Emily Stackhouse this year. It's it's so impressive to see, and I think that especially that Kaylee that Kaylee and Emily definitely deserve to be in this pantheon of cheerleaders, and I can give nothing but props to them, and also props to the entire team for doing what they have this year, and for Coach Ratliff for pushing them to this point. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do at county and what they end up doing at state this. And the, I think it's around winter break when that ends up going yeah, down. Absolutely, the, the the I believe it's fifteenth and sixteenth on the schedule there. But uh, you know another another program that uh, that just keeps like impressing year after year after year um, is the dance team, man. Like the dance team last weekend, a clean sweep, first in palm, first in jazz, first overall, right? And I mean, and and this is much like the cheer team. You know, you mentioned like the cheer team, first place, first place, dance team. First place in Palm, like like you know, I I don't know that they've lost a, a competition or haven't placed first, I should say, in Palm yet this season. Um, but that's another one, you know, another great program. Um, you know, Miss um, Coleman there's the, the coach this year, um, and and they are also preparing for state. We've got a lot of state stuff coming up over mm-hmm. winter break. Like you know, you think oh winter break, you know, students are going to take it easy and all that kind of stuff. But we got a lot of state competitions, cheer and dance being you know two of the top ones. I think wrestling's coming up in there as well. Um, so uh, you know, good stuff there. But again, kudos, congrats to, to the dance team. Really looking forward to to them having a strong showing at state. Um, moving forward so really looking forward to that congrats congrats to the dance team you know good luck to dance and cheer and before we move on to basketball let's kind of i do want to mention that if my intel is correct we've got wrestling is going to be competing in traditionals at harris county this weekend and that the champ this this state traditionals championship is going to be saturday or the following weekend the right? following so weekend, like around so. the 13th and um, if you've been following what we've been, if you've been following our coaches corner, what we talked about a couple weeks ago, one of the the three biggest names we should be looking out for is is Leo Manine, is seniors Leo Manine, Joey Sokowski, and probably a bit more so Ethan Caster because all those guys have a really good shot of making some noise. And as, let's let's just mention Ethan Castler. It's a two-time state runner-up. There's a really good chance that he's hungry and he's won in that state crown. So it's going to be very interesting what what he does. Yeah, I mean, he's state. finished second the last two years. I yeah. mean, come on. I, yeah. I, come on. <laughs> Third time's a charm, Ethan. Go out there and get him, man. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so uh, girls varsity basketball. 
very interesting stuff with them. It is. It is. Kind of but I'll tell you, um, you know, like we and, – and talking to a couple of the players in the hallway, even when uh, interim coach there, uh, Tom Conover, coached a couple games when, uh, when Emily Sweeney was out um, on quarantine and such um, – you know, the, the one of the things, and I think I mentioned it to you, man, is just like this is a team you you, you got to watch. Like going into the region tournament, finishing up the season, you know, tomorrow night, the regular season tomorrow night, or yeah, tomorrow night there at Whitewater. But like going into the region tournament, man, it, the pieces are coming together at the right time, it seems. Especially, especially after Tuesday night's big, big region win over Harris County. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on this team? Like, as as we're getting ready, you know, initially, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I thought they were bad. I didn't think they were going to end up making any noise at all. But now it's becoming a lot more complicated because when you really look at it, they have been playing very close games. They have been on the cusp of winning some big games that they could have won, but they haven't got that. And they just but. They made that next big step in beating Harris County, but at this point, it's all about keeping that momentum because you played it. You beat one of the bet, one of the top teams in the region. That's big for being a lower team in this region. There isn't a good. They're they're probably going to be away for the region for the region tournament. So we're looking at like five or six seed. Yeah. Okay. All right. And especially they've got Whitewater coming up this Friday, and if they can do some, if they can get a good win there. They're going to have a lot of momentum going to the region tournament, and that is paramount, especially on the road. Because, you know, this year, for those who are not aware, the way the region tournament works this year, usually it works in the sense that there's going all teams are going to meet at one neutral location. Well, it's not neutral for one team that hosts, but it's usually just one neutral location for the rest of the tournament. This year, because of COVID, it's working kind of differently. The Everything up to the final placement games are going to be played based on the higher seed. So with Stars Mill being the sixth or fifth seed right now and likely that after Friday, they're gonna be on the road and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big test for them to, you know, make it to Whitewater again to play for a spot, to play for their placing. But I'm looking at it right now. Um, you know, we're we're actually sitting sixth in the region. Uh, we have the same record, uh, the same region record as Whitewater. So you're looking at the 5-6 right there. Um, and, I mean, Northside's also in that mix as well. I don't know who they played to, to close out their region. Um, you know, the one is going to be Griffin, of course, going in. So, I mean, they're, they're going to get that bye in the first round of the region tournament anyway. But then McIntosh and Harris County are tied 2-3. They're both 8-3 and three in the region. You know, we're sitting 5-6 tied with Whitewater. So that game tomorrow night at Whitewater is huge, man. It could could really – one, it's, you know, it's going to bump us up a little bit. But two, it's going to affect who we end up playing that first go-round in the region tournament. So – uh, I'm excited to see how that how that plays out, man. And we're and let's for those who don't know this, it's imperative to realize that for the region tournament, if you're not the first seed, you win one game and you're in. So it's gonna be so it's gonna it is gonna come down to are they gonna have the momentum and are they, are they gonna be able to do what they need to do to clinch a spot in the playoffs because. No matter what happens Friday, it really is going to come down to how they perform Monday or Tuesday. Right. Absolutely. But you know Absolutely. what? You know what Friday is also important for? 
the boys team. And again, I'm looking at that. I'm going to go ahead and let you talk about it, but I just pulled up the region record in the boys' side too as well. What do, you, what do you got? What are you thinking about the boys' team right now? Well, they are very tight. Because of their loss to Harris County, the, I think that they are a game behind Whitewater, and they are tied with McIntosh right now, the last time I checked. We are there. looking at it. Yeah, you, you're pretty close. They're actually, Whitewater and McIntosh are tied 7-4 and four in the region. We're 6-5. and five. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about needing a win tomorrow night against Whitewater? Absolutely. Because yeah. yeah. if we win that, we get to – because um, I think if we win that, we'll be able to win off tiebreaker and end up hosting our first round playoff game, which again is going to be huge for us. Not having to travel or do anything of that sort, yeah, that's a big deal when you need to win that one game to make the playoffs. And with this team, it's also complicated because we've said it before, they have the depth, they have the pieces, it's there to work. But for some reason, sometimes it just hasn't. Sometimes it's fallen apart, and we're gonna we're gonna have results where we lose by twenty to Harris County. Which, with all the close games we've been playing in, that's probably the most uncharacteristic perform- performance we've had all game long. And if you ask me, it kind of feels like we're at a point where we're really, really crossing the line between playing a competitive game and playing down because they're. We were there's some games where we're playing like really close against Northgate. That that should not be happening. Correct. And we're I mean they're also we're having to play these very tight competitive games against teams with losing records is we are better than that. Well, and I even think back, like, I mean, you think, you remember the first time we played McIntosh at McIntosh, and multiple overtimes on a Friday night, you turn around and then play an overtime game against Griffin on Saturday. I mean, just those kind of circumstances. But if you go back to that McIntosh game, and, you know, I remember being there with Abby Carter and and Coach Reeves after the game, is like, we should have never been in that situation in the first place. The game never should have gone to the first overtime. Like we should, we should have, we should have gotten it there. So I mean, it, you're right. There's this really, really tightly uh, Tuesday's Tuesday's game against Harris County seems like a, like a strange anomaly for our boys team. You know, I know that at some point, like we were down by I think 24. We battled back to within eight in the third quarter, and then we ended up losing by 20. Like it just falls apart in the fourth quarter. Um, very uncharacteristic, you know, but these tightly contested games, um, you're right. We're lo- we've lost some games we shouldn't have, but, I mean, you want to talk about excitement for the region, man. Like, let, let me give you this. So we're talking about how we play Whitewater tomorrow night. Whitewater's 7-4 and four in the region. We're 6-5, and five, right? You win that, both of those two teams are 7-5. and five. Now, McIntosh closes out their region play against the number one seed, Harris County. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, McIntosh is 7-4. and four. They lose that game. You then are going to have, so Stars Mill beats Whitewater. McIntosh loses to Harris County. You're going to have Stars Mill, McIntosh, and Whitewater all sitting at 7-5 and five in the region. And we're talking about the difference between being the 3, 4, and 5 seed in the region tournament, right? And then you're talking about, okay, well, who's hosting who? And then you're getting into who's hosting, and you're talking about three teams all in the same county? I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure I want to be protected my home court. 
I don't want to have to go play at Macintosh. I don't want to have to go play again at Whitewater. Definitely don't right? want to play against Harris County or Griffin. No, certainly not. No, definitely not. That's why this game is also very important. Right. I mean, so, like, these are, yeah, th- this is really, really significant. But, like you said, the, the good side of the tournament setup is we, are, we have a seven-team region. You win one, you're automatically one of the top four. You're going to make the playoffs, right? But do you want to make the playoffs as a four seed and have to travel to a one seed? Or do you want to make the playoffs potentially as as a two seed and host that first round? And again, it's the same thing. I want to host. I want my own crowd there. I want them to have to wear themselves out traveling here. So, man, tomorrow night is going to be huge. And I think let's not understate that. It's going to be very, very important for the way next week is going to go in the region play. Yeah, because I, looking at it on paper, you got five teams legitimately going for four spots, yeah. and we knew that that was going to happen when they did the region realignment, and you end up with with some of these teams like you knew that was going to happen. So. And I do want to mention the fact that a take what I said my criticisms with a grain of salt because we do have a very like you've just proven we do have a very competitive region, and I guarantee you, no matter what happens, if we make the playoffs. We're gonna have a lot of ammunition, and we're gonna. I feel like we're fairly battle tested to be making a solid run. But honestly, at this point, I think our, I think our teams, both of them, I think we're they're in a very boomer bust situation where if they make it work, they're gonna go far. If they don't, they'll flatline. Well, let's. Um, you know, uh, Abby Carter was there last Friday night as as we played um, Northgate, right? Yeah, Northgate on Senior Night. Let's go ahead and play the interview there from uh, from Coach Reeves. Uh, we just have to keep doing what we're doing, playing good defense, playing solid, work on our rotations. And uh, like I said, I mean, I thought we played pretty solid the whole game. Had a little lull there. And with the region championship coming up, how will you keep this momentum and continue to improve during practices? Uh, we just, like I said, we continue to work on our defensive schemes. We make sure that, um, you know, we work on our rotations to make sure our guys, like I said, we get our guys used to playing with each other so that we can build continuity. And, uh, and like I said, we just have to be better defensively every game. All right, so you got his thoughts there. You know, she also she also passed along a, a pretty good interview here with Brandon Allison. So let's um, let's go ahead and, and play that one as well, just to kind of just kind of get some thoughts on on the game and the team and, and where they're headed right now. Um, well, without communication, you don't really have like a sense of working together and that's really important and again like basketball there's only five players so it's really important to talk with each other to know what type of defense to run and to know what offensive sets we're going in so i think it made a big difference throughout the game great and with region championship coming up what will you and your teammates do to practice in order in practice in order to keep having more nights like this um watching films on other teams and trying to come up with strategies to work against that um Pressing, working on the press, staying in shape, and hitting shots and layups, getting yes, to the sir, rim. Yeah. So there you have it. You know, I think I think you've said it best there, Stackhouse. Like we're we're getting into sort of a boomer bust situation, right? We're talking playoffs. We're talking region tournament. You know, this is yeah. You know, this is where your season comes down to. Uh, you know, it's one. It's a one game season. You know, as we always hear our football team talking about in the in the fall. Like you get into playoff time, and and your season is that next game that next game, that next game. So, you know, uh, I, I think I think what you're telling me, Stackhouse, is uh, I need to get on GoFan. And if, I'm, if I'm a member of Panther Nation, I need to get on GoFan, and I need to get my ticket for this game of Whitewater tomorrow night. You'd be right. Any any Panthers listening to this podcast right now, uh, while you're listening to this, go on fan, GoFan right now. Get those tickets. 
there's a lot riding on this. And let's pack the away side of that state of that arena. There, you know it. And then we have also let's start moving on to some. You know what's the best part about early February, Spencer? Uh, I, uh, I hope you're going to talk about like lacrosse and soccer and everything starting rather than sitting in like 35 degree weather on a Friday night watching soccer or lacrosse. I was going to say just the fact that spring sports are around, but you know what? Everything you just said works. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But let's kind of hit it with it. Uh, real quick, boys lacks. We don't really have much to talk about that yet. They do have their first inter- – they do have an inter-squad scrimmage this Friday. But their real season starts on February 11th at North Paulding, and their first home game is the very next day, February 12th, against Mount DeSales. However, now, oh, sorry. correct me if I'm wrong, aren't you? Uh, are you considering maybe trying to get Coach Smitty on Coach's Corner next week? Perhaps, and we'll see if that works out, and hopefully we'll be able to get some in some good words from him about this boys across team. Cause yeah, it'd be good to hear from him. You know, this is the thing. You know, with with spring sports and of course COVID and all that kind of stuff. We missed out on so much. You know, the last time that we got to report spring sports was March, you know. And, and I know both of our lacrosse teams were doing really well and had really, really high hopes. But, man, we're, you know, it's it's been 11 months, Stackhouse. I kind of miss those spring sports. Yeah, I kind of feel that way, too, because I'm kind of going to share a personal story real quick is that I was last year around March, I was really, really amped up for spring sports because they were all doing so well at that point. And I thought we could make some state titles happen. But when COVID shut down, like that, that, that hurt me hard, like on a level like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I can't witness any of this. And that that was rough. And that's what's pumping me up now, because we have a lot of promises this year with a lot of solid with especially the class of 2021 is that those classes are very strong in the springs in the spring sports season and it's going to be very interesting to see where they go and i cannot wait to get on panther to get to panther stadium and start covering them absolutely and i know uh you know uh, no update really on the boys varsity lacrosse girls varsity lacrosse started the season last night with a 17 to 2 win over whitewater um, of course, you know, because of COVID and everything, our girls lacrosse team is still defending state champions, right? They're still the reigning champions um, in defense of that That's title right. from, from 2019. Correct. So, so it's great to see that. Um, now, let's go ahead and transition into some soccer. You know, uh, last Friday night, um, the girls and, and boys varsity both had scrimmages against Chattahoochee. The seasons have then since, you know, carried on um, from there. Um, with with a couple of wins and and a, and a tie from boys varsity last night, but um, I'll, I'll I'll work backwards. Let's go boys varsity um, first and foremost. You know our, our photographer and writer Craig Bardo was out there at the game with me. A little chilly, a little chilly, um, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and and I want to start with the interview from Buck and kind of work from there. I think we have a pretty talented team. Uh-huh. It's, it's been really good so far with our. You know, Competitiveness, togetherness. Uh, preseason training's gone really, really well. So, got high hopes for the year. Very cool. Um, so, long off season. How have you guys tried to get ready to come back? Well, the nice part is a lot of these guys play club soccer, mm-hmm. so they've been playing uh, pretty, pretty much since June. So, it's been really good. Uh, they're, they're pretty sharp, pretty fit. So, that's, that's really nice. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and one last thing. Uh, 
what are you looking for to improve this season with the team? Uh, well, one, we we'll hope you stay healthy. You know, right. we want to make sure we keep our competitive spirit up. Uh, we have we, we're playing a really really tough schedule, so um, it's it's going to be just one of those that we we're just going to do our absolute best to run the gauntlet, and you know hope that you know we meet our goals, which are you know a region championship, a state championship. So, mm. how did you feel about tonight's game? It was good. It was good. Uh, Chattanooga's a really good team. It was really yeah. nice to have a very competitive game, which right. just you know it kicks on the season better than you know playing a organized scrimmage where you know we're clearly better than the other team it right. was really nice to, to play a game it looked very was, evenly balanced yeah it was very competitive so it was good uh you know the, the the one thing is sitting at that game watching the the boys team and and craig even mentioned it is the depth of the roster i mean you, you know we, we've got some great players some great seniors you know uh, andrew cole in, in the, at, at goalie is fantastic um you know, you, you've got guys like Keenan Godfrey, and you've got Austin Morris, and, and, and some really, really strong, strong players. Morris, by the way, had the only goal in that game against Chattahoochee where they won one nothing. But I'll tell you, Buck's got a pretty deep roster, right? We've got three goalies. we got Andrew Cole, you got Marcelo Quinones-Velela, who's a junior, and then you've got um, Ben Schulteis, who's a freshman, right? we got a lot there that's that's defending. Um, then you look at some of these younger guys, and, you know, because Coach Coach Buck, second half, you know, he pulled all the starters, he pulled all the upperclassmen, he put the younger guys on the varsity squad in, you know, a sophomore like Ollie Othman, or you got Ricardo Leacock, or some of those guys got some good playing time. And, like, I'm excited about this team. They've, they've got that depth, um, which is great. Uh, they won 4-0 over LaGrange earlier this week. They tied Carrollton 2-2 last night. Um, so, so really good, good, solid there. And again, I'm excited about the depth there and seeing, you know, we, we, we started the podcast by talking about like things like swim and dance and cheer being the, this perennial every single year having talent, you know, and soccer is the same way, but there's so much depth on, on the boys team now that it, it's, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to what they can do there. Yeah, and I feel like we're going to find out what they're really what they're really made of now because you know we're very early into the spring sports season, so it's kind of hard to say how much they they can really do. But judging from what I've heard right now, I think there's a lot of reason to be excited. But well, and I'll tell you, you want a good test? Come out to Panther Stadium next Tuesday night against St. Pius. That's what it's about, right. man. That's we start be playing very... teams like that. Let's see what this team's got. You're yeah. right. And you're right, and we've also got girls' soccer, so you could probably tell more about that. Since Again, were... sitting there watching the game, you know, Craig and I, um, the, they ended up uh, winning. Uh, Chloe Thompson had both goals in the game, um, 2-0. Uh, Maddie Deffler was all over the field. Coach disclosed to me later on that, that Maddie's playing at a different position this year, uh, but she was all over the field. You know, Darby Olive playing great. Um, got to give a shout-out to, to sophomore um, Sasha Stanfill playing defense back there uh, with Mary Jane Gagliano and, and Paige Panos. Um, but, like, you know, Coach Coach is not uh, – you talk to Coach Bowen, he's not shy about, like – and he even said it in Craig's slideshow there that uh, the strength is offense. Sarah Evans, we've been talking about her since she was a freshman. Chloe Thompson, we've been talking about her since she was a freshman. You know, um, I didn't see Varmizia on the field that night. Um, but she has again, a torn ACL. There you go. Sophia, torn ACL. But she's, you know, another one we've been talking about since freshman year. And, and Coach is, is not afraid to say, like, we, we've got some offensive weapons. Um, you know, 
Earlier this week, 10-0 win at Alexander. Eh, could be an indication. Last night, the big one, though, finally, finally getting a victory over Carrollton 2-1. Um, you know, so really excited there. But let's go ahead and, and hear from Coach Bowen after last Friday's um, 2-0 scrimmage victory over Chattahoochee. So what are your general thoughts going into the season? Uh, a lot of new people. We had, um, we counted at the beginning, I think there was only four girls out there that started regularly last year. So that's seven new starters, so it takes a little while to get used to each other. Uh, we got, yeah. because of needs here and there and yonder, we got people out of uh, different positions they're not used to. Uh, so it's, it's just a start. We, we said we wanted to just get a little better as we go. And so I thought we got a little better as the game went. Did you have a lot of seniors leave last year, or was it just like a lot of um, new people coming in? Oh, we had uh, just, well, a little bit of both. I mean, we graduated, what, three last year? Um, graduated three last year, so it wasn't a big uh, class leaving, but we had several that... Um, you know, we had COVID concerns and other concerns, and so, you know, we had 64 people sign up and only 39 showed up. So, yeah. you, take, you take who wants to be here and we go and play, and, and like I said, it's just new people out there. We were expecting new people, so it's not like it's right. a surprise, um, but it just takes a while to get everybody situated. Yeah. And, um, what about the long off season? What have you guys done to get ready back into soccer? Well, honestly, nothing. I mean, because we couldn't do anything last year because of COVID. GHSA restricts us from really doing anything in the fall. Uh, right. So all the girls have been playing club and getting in shape on their own, running cross country, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, we, get, we came out the first day of tryouts and had a couple fitness tests. You know, told them they had to be ready when they got here. And so we really just started the last couple weeks. So this is, what, week three, I guess. Next week will be week three. And uh, like I said, we're just trying to get a little bit better as we go. But we're kind of hamstrung as far as, you know, we we can do we can do weight training, we can do running, we can do anything non-soccer stuff, but so many people play so much that it's, it's overkill. Yeah. So we just kind of let them do what they need to do when they're not here, and when they are here, we'll, we'll work on getting better. Yep. And um, what are you looking for for the... What are you looking for in the first few games of the season, especially since we're non-region games? Just to see where we're at, see what we, I mean, because um, it is different playing high school because you're playing so many different age groups. Everybody's pretty good, so it's it's a little bit different. Like you know, you play club, you play at a high level, but everybody's your age, so you know you might be the biggest, fastest, strongest. And then you come out here, and we had I think at one time four or five ninth graders on the field. That's a big difference when it's a ninth grader and a senior. So right, right. just getting used to that, and I think we'll be fine. Everybody can play. Uh, Mentality is really good. I really like how we just kind of dig in and get after it. And so I think we'll be fine. It's just we got to get the minutes in. So that's what next week is yeah. about. You're really strong on the offense tonight. Like you guys were bringing the ball down yeah. a lot. Well, that's where our strength is. Yeah, so there you go. And again, uh, same thing. St. Pius next Tuesday for girls and boys varsity, both in Panther Stadium, 6 and 8 o'clock. Y'all need to come out, support them. Uh, and, and again, going to be, you know, you, of course, we got EIC Mary Jane Gagliano here on staff with us. She, she's not afraid to admit that, uh, you know, that that's going to be a really good test for this team. Um, so, so see you all Tuesday night, Panther Stadium. That's right. And before we, just before we close out this podcast, I do want to give a shout-out to Track. We don't actually have anything about them, but their first meet is underway February 20th at Chapel Hill, and their first, their first home meet is going, to be at, is going to be February 27th here at Stars Mill. It's their Panther, sorry, it is their Panther Invitational. So spring sports are finally underway, and I'm so excited for it all. What do you think about this all, Spencer? Uh, I tell you, man, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's so much success, so many great stories to be following right now. I mean, but, you know, I think what I'm probably most excited for 
um, is is that we're at this place and, and thankfully you know people y'all keep wearing your mask keep washing your hands keep socially distancing keep doing all those things so we can keep these seasons going you know like fall we made it winter we made it like let's make sure that these kids who didn't have a spring you know a full spring season let's make sure these student athletes and your fellow panthers get that opportunity you know, I, I want to see our soccer teams playing in May. I want to see our lacrosse teams playing in May. I, you know, uh, I want to see what we can do at state and track and field. And, and we, I mean, we haven't even gotten to golf and tennis yet, but, but those really haven't started up. So, I mean, there's so many great, great – and and baseball, man. Uh, clearly – Seven commits. Okay, Let me just drop uh, on that the, On the next Panther pit, like we've got to talk about this baseball team and, and the potential of what we're looking at here. Preseason number one and everything. But, um, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you take us home there, Stackhouse? Yeah, you basically took the words out of my mouth, y'all. Stay safe, you know, do all this – do all the covert precautions and all that because it's, it's going to be – because we got a lot of great teams and a lot of ambitious players that we we all want to see them play, and we gotta do our best to make sure that they can play. But as far as as far as that, that's it from this podcast. I'm very excited for what we got not only in spring but for basketball coming up. So just one quick reminder: this Friday we've got Whitewater at Whitewater, and if you can't make it but you still want to go to something, you got the Pan- you got the Panther Inner Squad scrimmage at Panther Stadium. So. Going to be an eventful Friday, and it's going to be eventful next few weeks. But as we get ready to cover everything, if you ever want to read our stuff, check out what we do. We got it all. All the sports coverage you could want at theprowlernews.org. Now, that's how we got here. From myself and Mr. Spencer, I'm Daniel Stackhouse. Thank you for listening. Go Panthers.